Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. All right, well, hey, good morning. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited you're here. We actually uh, had a, a week vacation where we actually missed two weekends, but I can tell you this. I missed you guys, we missed you, and we missed church. And it's good to be back, and it's good to be a part of church that just does some amazing things. And it was awesome to be able to, to take two weekends off and know that church just kept clicking on because of you guys, because of you that serve, because of, of speakers, because of everything that goes on really behind the scenes. And it's just amazing to be a part of this. It's amazing to, to really call myself pastor. It's a super incredible honor. But it's also just an honor to, to be a part of all this. I know my kids were like chomping at the bit. Like last night, my daughter told me to wake her up at like 6.30 because church was coming on Sunday morning and she had lots of stuff to do. She had to get her nails done and all sorts of stuff. And she's seven. So I'm thinking like, okay, she likes church. It's a good thing, right? And we like it too. But we're pumped. We're pumped to be back. And I'm excited you're here because we are starting a brand new series entitled The Vow. And what this is, this is going to be a, a relationship series based on, on love, and it'll be geared towards uh, marriage, towards relationships, and, and I'm excited for it because, again, we are jumping into a season of love. Like, so just think about this. How many of you this past Thursday did something regarding Valentine's Day, right? How many of you celebrated Valentine's Day? Well, here's a few of us. I like, all right, I like you guys. Now, some of us, we're like more along the lines of like, you can't stand Valentine's Day, like you make it up. So let's just go with that because that, that is my opinion on Valentine's Day. It's borderline a holiday that I believe is just to get our money for flowers that die just a couple days later and then chocolates that we don't need anyways, right? But there we go. I knew it. I knew it. Anyways, the history of Valentine's Day is actually pretty interesting. You can go back and look at it. But it really didn't have anything to do with romantic love into the Middle Ages. But obviously now, we use it as kind of a celebration of romantic love, kind of as a, as a rekindling. And what I want to do is I want to take this season, and I want to jump into a series that represents that as well. So what this is going to be, this is going to be a four-part series that we're going to dig into, and we're going to dig into the vows that we probably should have made at our weddings instead of the ones that we did. So if you're not married, this will be a great series for you. This will be a series really that should be a great resource to use so that you never have to say, man, I wish I knew now what, I wish I knew then what I knew now, right? Whatever that saying is. But we, hopefully this will be a series just to be a resource to, to plan for the future. Now, if you are married, hopefully this will be an encouragement to you to help strengthen your marriage and allow it to become really what God wants it to become. And I'm excited, I'm really excited about this series because I'm a big believer in marriage. I love marriage with a passion. I think it's the greatest thing on earth, and I think it's the greatest representation of Jesus' love for us and the love that he had for the church. I think marriage is just an incredible thing. I love my wife. Marriage is fun, but here's what I also know about marriage. I love it, but marriage is also a struggle sometimes. Marriage can be pretty hard. And if you haven't noticed, there's many marriages around us all over the place that are struggling. In fact, maybe you came in here today and that's where you are. Right? Maybe you came in here today and your marriage is just hanging on by a thread. Right? I want you to know, I want you to know that's not what God wants for you. And he's got so much more for us. And I believe that he can help change some of our struggles. So what we're going to do for the next four weeks is we're going to dig into some vows that we should make 
that we should make that really place God in the right perspective of in our life and in our marriages and in our relationships. We're going to dig into four vows. We're going to dig into the vow of prayer. We're going to dig into the vow of partnership. We're going to dig into the vow of pursuit. And today, we're going to jump in and start by digging into the vow of priority. So as we start, let's just think about priorities for a minute. What's priority? A priority is really the process of treating something more important. It's the process of placing things in the right order in our lives. To show what has, the most, what has the most importance, to show what's the most pressing, to show what takes precedence over everything, like to show what's the greatest issue in our lives. And if you think about it, we prioritize things each and every day. Right? We prioritize things throughout the day as well. I mean, think about it. How many of you, you've ever used something like this? Right? This is the grocery list. And listen, if you go to this grocery store without a grocery list, oftentimes you're going to spend more than what you intended to. If you go into the store without a grocery list and you're hungry, then you're in big trouble. If you go to the store with the grocery list and you're hungry, you're still in big trouble. In fact, this is kind of what my grocery list looked like Thursday. I hate grocery shopping with a passion, but I went out and stopped by and, and we had this. We needed milk, bread, and eggs. I didn't need cheese, but this is just a made-up one. But I was actually hungry when I went to the grocery store, so somehow... There was a pie that got on the list as well. And what it was is because it wasn't prioritized, right? But I think we do this, right? We prioritize things each and every day. Another thing that we have, it could be something like this. What this is, this is a budget. This is a budget app that's on your phone. This is the uh, Every Dollar app. It's an incredible resource if you don't have it. But I think many of us, what do we do? We use a budget. Why? Because we prioritize our finances. We prioritize where our money's going. And if you don't use a budget... This can just be a quick, shameless plug to use a budget. It actually does help. Another thing that many of us, we live by is the calendar. This is a generic calendar I found out, but this is probably what many of yours calendar look like. It's filled up. Every 15-minute time slot on my calendar is usually full. I like to keep it that way. But really what happens is if it's not on my calendar, I can promise you it doesn't get done. There's sometimes people that will text me, hey, can you do this or can, can we make this happen? So I quickly say, shoot me an email. That way I can put it on my calendar so that it gets done. might be easier just to get it done. But the truth is there's a process and there's a, priority, there's a series of priority that I go through with my calendar. And for many of us, we do this because we prioritize things. Another one, another example, it's the inbox of our email, all right? How many of you are like, you like to keep your inbox at zero? Do you have any of those people? All right, we got, that, that's me, I'm a little bit OCD. It's painful. I've never, I haven't got it there for months now, but I like to try to shoot for that. How many of you, if you opened your email inbox right now, would be over 100? 16, oh my goodness. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my goodness. So anyways, what you need to do is you probably need to get some folders to organize and prioritize those things, right? But that's what we do, right? And there's some, another one is actually our phone itself, right? So you look at your phone and there's apps and you put those in order so that you can see what's most important or what you're going to go to first, right? Again, we have these things and we do these. Why? Because we want it. It shows our priorities in our life. It shows us and it helps us put things in order and allows us for us to get things done in our life. And the truth is we do this in our lives, but we also need to do this with our relationships as well. In our marriages, in our relationships, there's no difference. They're still filled with priorities. They're still filled with choices that we need to make each and every day. And today what I want to do is I want to challenge you with a different vow. I want to challenge you with the vow of priority in your life. And really, this is going to be maybe a little bit different than we're, than we're used to thinking, right? If you're single and you're dating, this may be a different perspective than you're used to. This may be a different perspective than others are telling you to how to react, right? 
And if you're married, this could actually be a different vow than the one you actually took on your wedding day. So in our marriages, in our relationships, this is the vow we need to make. This is the promise we need to make. I want you to say, I promise God will be my first priority and my spouse will be my second. I promise God will be my first priority and my spouse will be my second. God first, spouse second. So right now, if your spouse is here, you can look at your spouse and say, hey, you're number two. It's a safe zone. We can do it, right? No, again, this is a different thought. This isn't something that you initially think of. This isn't something that people usually tell you to do, right? This is completely different than what the culture shows. If we're honest, our culture is a me-first culture. So our culture says, hey, let's think about me, then our spouse, and then everything else, right? And again, the holiday we just had, it was all about our spouse or our significant other. We wasted lots of money to say that and to look like we're placing them first. This is something different than really what everything around us does. But here's what I know. If we place God first, all those negative parts of marriage, all those negative statistics of marriage that are so heartbreaking, they can be broken. And this is exactly what Jesus tells us to do over and over again. In fact, you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew 6, 33. Again, if you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app. Just an incredible resource to take with you wherever you go. Again, read your Bible every single day. Don't just wait for a Sunday morning, but read your Bible every single day. And it's a great resource to put on your phone. You can just open it up. There's reading plans. There's devotionals. It's just incredible. But in this passage of Scripture that we're going to go through today is Jesus. And he's preaching, and he's preaching one of his most famous sermons. This sermon known as the Sermon on the Mount. And what Jesus is doing is he has this crowd of people, and he's really addressing every aspect of life. He's addressing all different things that we all go through. And in this particular portion of this passage, he's talking about worry. He's talking about the things that really cause worry as well. And one of those things is relationships. I don't know about you, but the relationships I have in my life are often sometimes the stress points and my worry and the anxiety and the things that I go through. So Jesus is talking. This is how we deal with worry. This is really overlying. This is how we deal with relationships. And he says this in Matthew 6, 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first what? His kingdom, his righteousness. Hey, place God first. In every aspect of our lives, we need to place God first. We need to seek him first. And again, Jesus talked about this in the Sermon on the Mount, but he talked about it over and over again. And in the Sermon on the Mount, he had a crowd of people that were listening to him, that were, that were learning from him. But Jesus, when he was spending time with his disciples, when he was spending time with his closest followers, he continued to talk about this as well. He talked about this to the religious leaders that were questioning him. He continued to say that we need to seek God first in everything we do. Again, if you remember from Daryl's sermon last week, he brought up and talked about the scripture in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 through 39, where Jesus said it again this way. In verse 37, it says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love the neighbor, love your neighbor as yourself. Saying love God first. First above everything else, love God, and then love others. Right? Love God first, then love your spouse. Love God first, then love your significant other. Love God first, then love your family. And here's why, because it's the greatest commandment ever. In fact, it's number one, even back in the Old Testament days. 
God spoke to Moses on a mountain and gave him these things called the Ten Commandments. And he started off with this in Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. It says, you shall have no, no other gods before me. Listen, it's numero uno, it's number one. Because it's a big deal. It's a big deal to place God first in our life. It's a big deal to place God above everything in our lives, even in our relationships, and especially in our marriage. Right? Nothing should take precedence. Seek first his kingdom and righteousness. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and have no other gods before. And what that is, it's a vow of priority. And today I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you in your relationships, in your marriage, in your family to make that vow. Say, I promise God will be my first priority and my spouse will be my second. Right? Make God your first in your marriage, make God your first priority, not your spouse. In your family, make God your first priority, not your kids. In your dating relationship, make God your first priority, not your boyfriend, not your girlfriend. In your singleness, make God your first priority, not your own desires. Because here's what I know. The order of our priorities determines the order of our life. And the truth is, some of our lives right now, some of our lives are a little bit messed up because our priorities are out of order. Some of our marriages right now are a little messed up because of our priorities. Right? Some of our relationships right now are messed up because of our priorities. Because some of us, the truth is, we've made the wrong vow. Here's the sad thing about some marriages right now. The statistics of marriages are, are, are really actually heartbreaking. 42 to 45% of all marriages, of all first marriages, end up in divorce. 60% of all second marriages end up in divorce. So my challenge for you today is not to become a stat. And my challenge for you today is to get your priorities straight. My challenge for you today is to make a vow so that this stat is not who you are. There's, divorce, there's a divorce on average every 36 seconds in the United States of America. In fact, I was driving, driving downtown this week and I saw a car, and it had the white shoe polish on the back of it. But instead of saying just married, it said just divorced. I said, that's heartbreaking. That's sad. And listen, what that was, that was a way of them coping with some pain that they were going through. I've talked to many people who are divorced, and the day of their divorce was one of the most loneliest days of their life. It was the most heartbreaking day of their life. And it's not what God intended. God has so much more for us. But the truth is marriage is hard. And the truth is people do some dumb stuff. Let's just be honest, right? People do some dumb things, which is what makes marriage hard. Right? And when our priorities are off, when our priorities are out of whack, when our spouse becomes our number one, those dumb things get magnified. And the pain is intensified from that. Right, when we place anything or any person above God, our priorities are out of place. And the result is always pain. The result is always struggle. The result is always destruction in our life. And here's why. When we place specifically our spouse or our significant other 
when we place even the idea of our spouse or significant other in the, in, in the position of number one instead of God, what we're doing is we're setting them up for failure. We're placing them in an impossible position. We're placing them in a position that they were never meant to be and that they can't handle anyways. Because understand this, people will fail. Your spouse will fail you. Your boyfriend, your girlfriend will fail you. Right, the future, your future significant other, this idea of them, they're going to fail you because no one is perfect. I can guarantee at some point you will be disappointed in your spouse. You'll be disappointed in the decisions they make. You'll be disappointed in the attitude they have. You'll be disappointed in the way they talk to you. You'll be disappointed in the cleanliness that they have. You'll be disappointed. You can list it on and on and on. There's so many things that will, they will disappoint you. So I want to challenge you to, to do me a favor today. And lower the expectation of your spouse. Lower the expectation of your spouse. I don't want to challenge you, do not idolize them. I think too many times we idolize our spouse, and this may sound weird, but what we're doing is we're placing them above God. Right? We're looking them to them for our fulfillment. We're looking to them to satisfy us. We're looking to them to, to really create our happiness, our security, our confidence. We're looking to them, and when we're doing that, it's wrong. And here's what I've heard before said. What we idolize, we'll eventually de demonize. I think it can happen. I think often what we idolize, we can demonize. I think the truth is there's a lot of marriages. There's a lot of relationships that started off okay. In fact, they started out amazing. They started off great. Man, I'm just head over heels for this person, right? You should see that, oh, they're just completely amazing in, in this category, that category, and everything else. Like, I, I can't believe it. This is just the most perfect person. I, I, I idolize them. I, I worship them. They're incredible. I place them, but they're, they're going to meet everything I need. And then it goes south in a hurry. And here's why. Because of some unfair expectation. Because the priorities were out of whack, right? Because of idolatry, right? Because of that, that relationship is broken. It seems threatening and even evil at sometimes. And listen, I think it's easy for us to fall into this trap. And I think many of us, we do it, right? Here's what I know. I think sometimes the things that attract us to someone at first are often the things that repel us the most later. Right? As I've seen this in my life, and I've seen it happen, and I've seen other relationships get destroyed because of it. See, I don't think it's necessarily bad things that often destroy relationships, but sometimes it's the good things that we place in the wrong order. I know for me, I got, I got permission from my wife to say this, but one of the things that was the most attractive to her when we started dating was the fact that she was independent, was the fact that she was strong-willed. But listen, the longer we're together, I'm just saying, the more that can drive me nuts. And here's what I know. It could destroy us if our priorities are out of order. It could destroy us. In fact, I can tell. I can tell in myself when I'm placing too much in her and not enough in God. See, what happens is there's this tension that rises up. When I look to her to fulfill my needs, I, I realize that she's going to let me down every single time. And the same is true when she looks to me. I'm going to let her down every single time. In fact, I'm going to let her down even more than every single time, which is actually impossible. But somehow I do it, right? And the same is true for your relationships as well. There was only one person worthy of being number one in our lives. There's only one person that ever walked this earth that was perfect, and his name was Jesus. 
Jesus lived a perfect life, died on a cross to pay the penalty for all our sins and was risen again so that we could be connected to God, so that we could have a relationship with God, so that we could place God number one, and that's what we're called to do. Here's what happens. When we love him, when we place him as our first priority, everything else falls into the right perspective. Now notice I didn't say everything else becomes perfect. Our lives are not always perfect because the truth is we are messed up. So there's some messed up things that happen to us as well. But when we place our priorities correctly, when we place God in the number one position, our perspective changes. And here's why. Because when he's number one, we experience more of who he is every part of our lives. We experience more of who he is, and that's what we need in the first place anyways. If you go back to scriptures, if you look at the scriptures that we even already looked at, this is the reason, and it talks about this. In fact, all the way beginning in Exodus, and then the Old Testament with the, with, the old, with the Ten Commandments, God gives them to Moses, but he said this. He says, if you do these things, this is what you experience. And in verse 6 of chapter 20, it says, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commands. Right? Number one is to have no other gods before. If the Israelites, Moses is talking, if the Israelites kept these commandments, that God would show his loves for a thousand generations. And then Jesus continued this whole idea. The fact that if we place God number one, our perspective changes and everything else falls into place. In fact, in Matthew twenty two forty, which we said, which we read about, it talks and jumps in and says, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. All the law and the prophets hang on the fact that we love God first and then we love others. Everything else lies and hangs on those two things. And then our verse today, Matthew six thirty three. Go back to it, it says, but seek first his kingdom and righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. All the things we worry about, a lot of them, a lot of them are really a, a false perspective. What happens is God changes us, and he changes the way we think about things. He changes our perspective, and then everything falls into place. Imagine that in your relationships, right? Imagine that in your marriages. Think about some of the fights that you go through. You look back at them, some of them are all based on the fact that your perspective was out of whack, the fact that your priorities were completely unaligned in the way they're speaking. Imagine knowing that you are fulfilling your purpose in life. I think for some of us, what that means is that we just need to place God first again. I think for some of us, we're looking to our spouse, and because of that, there's some deep wounds and deep hurts that we're carrying with us from them that we just need to let go of. Because really, we allowed that to happen because our priorities weren't the first, right in the first place. We allowed that to happen because our perspective was messed up. And it starts with the vow. It starts with the vow of priority. I want to challenge you to say, I promise God will be my first priority and my spouse will be my second. And to do that, what we have to do is we have to protect our priorities in our life. In our life, we have to protect our priorities. And to do this means that we actually have to know what our priorities are based on. Listen, our priorities should be based on what's most important, not what's most immediate. Our priorities should be based on what's most important, not what's most urgent. I think a lot of times we react to things instead of actually think through them. I think God's called us to be a little bit proactive. I think God's called us to to follow him and allow him to lead instead of trying to lead ourselves and then clean up the mess later. Listen, we have to safeguard our priorities 
We have to guard and we have to defend what's first in our lives. So number one, we have to do is protect priority number one, which is God. Listen, when we are making a vow, when we are making a promise to place God first, we have to stick to it. We have to guard that promise. The truth is there's always and there will always be a lot of things competing for our time, competing for our attention, competing for our emotions, competing for all areas of our life. There's always going to be something competing for it. And the fact is, some of these things, they may even look good. But I want to challenge you. Protect your priority as God is number one by choosing God and not just good. Choose God and not just good. And specifically in our marriage, this this means that our first response should be to pray. Before we have an argument with our spouse, before we have a disagreement with our spouse, before we have a confrontation with our spouse, I want to challenge you. Have you taken it to God yet? Have you placed him first? Have you prayed yet for your spouse? In fact, in a few weeks, we're going to talk about the priority of prayer. I'll tell you what, when you start praying for your spouse, it messes you up more than does them. I want to challenge you. Place God first. Protect that priority by praying, by spending time with him first, right? Even in our relationship with him, we need to make time for him. We need to carve out time where we can listen, where we can hear from him and where we can speak to him. And that's all prayer is. Make God a priority, make him priority number one by spending time with him, listening to him. Another way we listen to him is through the Bible. That's what I want to challenge you. Spend some time in the Bible. Make it a priority to spend some time in the Bible and do it first. Your Bible should be the first thing you open each and every day. Listen, before email, before text messaging, before anything, before social media, before Instagram, before Facebook, open your Bible. Listen, for me, that means I had to make some changes on my app, on my, on my home screen. So what I did is I actually took my Facebook and I buried it in to some different folders. So it's not one of the first things there. One of the first things on my first screen right now is the my Bible app. It's one of the first things I open because it's a priority. Of mine. I want to challenge you. Do the same thing. Make your Bible. Make it a priority. Spend the first 10 to 15 minutes you wake up reading the Bible. That's what's great about the Bible app, too. The reading lessons, a lot of them, they take five to 10 minutes. Listen, we have five to, min- ten, five to 10 minutes, so let's do it, right? Let's make it a priority. And then not only that, our priorities are shown by what we live out. So I want to challenge you to live out what you read. Apply what you read. And again, to do that means you actually have to read but then it means you actually put some, some systems in place. You put some application in place. I'll challenge you, as you read your Bible, maybe if something jumps out, there's an action point, just a word, whatever it is, write it down. And then each and every day, write down and live out that word so that you're putting into place, so that you're showing the priority and it's showing through your action as well. Make God a priority and protect it. Right? Make God a priority and then protect it. Again, another way is church. Listen, we do church on Sunday mornings because In the United States, Sunday starts the week off, and Sunday morning is the start to the week. So what are we doing? We're showing that we're making God priority number one, and I want to challenge you to continue to do that. Come to church. Make church a priority. Again, Sunday comes around every week. Come around every week as well, and not only come to church, but become a part. Again, next week, we have what's called Discover, where you can discover how to become a part, how to become more than just an attender, but to jump in. And if you haven't gone through Discover or you haven't partnered with Life Change, I would challenge you to come and do so. Even if you've been here since day one, even if you've been here four years and you haven't partnered with us, I would challenge you to come to Discover to figure out how you can partner and how you can become the church instead of just attend. How you can show that God is a priority, number one, and protect it through the church. 
Listen, if you've been here just a couple weeks and you want to figure out more about it, it's a great opportunity. But make church a priority, right? Make living life with other believers a priority. This is why we do life groups. I want to challenge you to jump in. Listen, the list goes on and on and on of how we can do this, of how we can make God a priority. But I don't want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to protect it. Protect God as priority number one. If you're, if you're married, I want you to realize that God is still your number one. So some of these things will come before your spouse. Maybe it may be a difference of living, but to protect your priority, you have to make that difference of living. Listen, if you're single right now, I want to challenge you to take the advantage of this time. Take advantage of this time protecting priority number one by seeking God first as you prepare for your second priority, a future spouse. Andy Stanley says it this way. If you're single, become the person you are looking for is looking for. Become the spiritual leader you are looking for is looking for. Become the authentic follower of Christ that you are looking for is looking for. And you do that by protecting him as priority number one. And then protect priority number two, which is your spouse. If you're married, protect the priority of your spouse. Protect them in the right order. If you're single, protect the idea of your future spouse and protect it in the right order. Protect your spouse as priority number two. In fact, Paul talks about this in the letter to the, the Ephesians in Ephesians 5.22 and 5.25. He says this in 5.22. He says, wives, submit yourself to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. Meaning, as you do to the Lord, meaning that you're submitting to the Lord first. And guys, we're not off the hook goes on, and Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Right? We are called to love our wives. God first, then our spouse. Right? God first, then our spouse. But understand this, and when I read these, understand this. Just because it's priority number two doesn't make it any less intense. We are called to make our spouse an intense priority. The word submit is a very uncomfortable word. Let me just, let's just put that out there, right? It's intense. That's the priority. That's the intensity that we're supposed to, to place with the priority of our spouse. And guys, Christ, we're supposed, to love the, we're supposed to love our wives as Christ loved the church. Christ gave his life for the church. We're supposed to give our lives for our spouse. We need to protect this. We need to protect this relationship. We need to protect it in an intense way. Make it known that it's important. Right? Make it known that it's more important than your career. Make it known that it's more important than your favorite thing to do. Make it known that it's more important than your golf game, than, your, than any other hobby that you may have. And listen, parents, make it known that your spouse is more important than your kids. I know this is... This is mind-blowing, especially for my generation. But make it known that your spouse is more important than your kids. In fact, we did this with my kids this past week when we were on vacation. My daughter, Berkeley, learned a tough lesson and in a hard way. So what we do is we always go down to Alabama for about, two, for about a week. My parents go down there for about two months. They get a three-bedroom uh, condo, and then we go down there and like, sweet, we're staying with you. We got three bedrooms, right? So we go down there, and then what Sarah and I like to do is we like to drop off our kids for one night, and then we just take off and go away. So we did this. We did this last Tuesday, and uh, we went in there, and then we, we ate lunch with my parents. We ate lunch with my kids, 
and then we are getting ready to leave after lunch to go get our overnight getaway, and then my daughter tried to guilt trip us into taking her with us, to which my wife responded, a hard no. She's like, no, you can't do this, and my wife straight told her, your dad is more important to me than you. Now, it's rough, but as any seven-year-old, she took it pretty well. But she did take it with some questioning as she questions every single thing. Right? It's a little messed up, but she questioned it. And then Sarah began to, to tell her. She said, one day, Berkeley, one day you will be married. You'll be out of the house, which then I re- reiterated. I said, yes, Berkeley, you'll be out of the house one day. <laughs> and she said, it's just going to be me and dad at home. And listen, it's important for us to stay connected. I want to challenge you. Protect the priority of your spouse. Make it known to them that they're important and put pieces in place to make this happen. Listen, there's a rule called the 777 rule. Sarah and I, we try to follow this. We failed at it. I'll just tell you we failed at it. So we go with the 77 rule. But maybe you can do the 77 rule. What it is is every seven days you have a date. Go on a date with your spouse every seven days. Every seven weeks, do an overnight getaway. And then every seven months, do a weekend or week getaway. So Sarah and I, we just do the 77. We do every seven days, we do a date, and then every seven months, we do an overnight getaway. But it works for us. And what it is, is placing a priority in there. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. Place your spouse as priority number two, but do it in an intense way. Make a plan. Whether that's a date night, and again, a date could look like many things. It could be as simple as popcorn, Pepsi, and a movie, right, while the kids are asleep. It It could be squeezing away for lunch in between, right? It could be whatever, but make it a priority and make sure you carve out time. Carve out time, maybe even to talk. Take a dog for a walk, right? Put the phone down and let them know that they're a priority. And listen, as I was putting this together, I'll be honest, I was looking through this, and there's one way that you can do both and protect both priorities that I've pretty much failed at as a husband. I was going through this, and when, my, when Sarah and I first got married, we used to pray together all the time. But we really slacked lately. And I was writing this, I told her, I'm like, listen, I'm gonna have to be honest with you, I'm gonna have to be honest with everybody. I think we slacked at praying together. So what we've done is we're putting in place to pray together each night. I want to challenge you to do the same thing. I want to challenge you to make it a priority and protect it as well. Protect the priority of God as number one and your spouse as number two. I want to challenge you to make a vow today, right? And if you're not married, I want to challenge you to remember this and begin placing God first now. Say to yourself, I promise God will be my first priority and my spouse will be my second. If you would, pull out your response card in the seat back in front of you. Maybe here today, as we close, maybe you've never, maybe you've never made a commitment to follow Christ. Maybe you've never made the promise that he will be first in your life. If you're here today and you want to do that, I want to give you that opportunity. What you can do on the, on the connection card, you can simply check mark the box that says, I want to make a commitment to follow Christ. And then what I want you to do is I want you to live that out. I want you to believe that Jesus died on a cross for you. I want you to receive his forgiveness, and I want you to commit him to be your Lord and Savior. If that's you, check mark that box. Maybe here today, and maybe, maybe for you, maybe God's speaking to you. Maybe for you, maybe your marriage is hanging on a, by a thread, and it's time to change some priorities. It's time to take it and change it so that God is first and your spouse is second. Whatever God's speaking to you, I challenge you to write that down and to begin to live it out. And there's also a place for prayer requests as well. If you would, take this moment 
to fill that out. And we'll be up in just a minute to explain the next steps. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week. Thank you.